is it expensive? Yes. However, you got to see that that cost is independent from the volume. Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. Before we jump into today's interview, if you guys could leave a review and a rating and also subscribe as well, that would be a huge help to the podcast. So if you actually enjoy the content and you'd like to hear more of it, please support us by leaving us a review and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thanks so much. All right, everyone. Today we have Guillaume Caban, who is the VP of Growth at Drift, which is a conversational marketing platform that helps you turn your traffic into qualified meetings using their bots 24 hours, seven days a week. I'm personally a big fan of Drift. I use it on my website. I'm always looking for new things to do with it. And I've actually studied a lot of what G or Guillaume has said in the past. So how's it going, G? Hey, Eric, it's going really well. And thanks for the intro. I couldn't have done it better myself. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for being here. Why don't you give us a little bit? I, I'm, I'm interested in your story because I've, I've looked into your story in the past uh, just watching some of your videos. So tell us your story. Yeah, so uh, I've been doing stuff on the internet for the past 20 years now, actually 21 years. I started in uh, um, 1996, 1997 by having a website. I'm French, I was in France, a uh, website on Mac games. So I started my career as a publisher, and I was uh, 15 at the time, publishing content, and worked pretty well. And we had 3,000 unique visitors per day, uh, which in 1997 was pretty big, especially in France. Then uh, when, when I went in college and I, I wanted an internship, I had good relations at Apple, found an internship at Apple, uh, stayed there for a job, stayed there five years on the uh, online B2B sales uh, from 2004 to 2009. And man, that those were like, different years, you know, the years where uh, people didn't want to put their credit card online and they prefer to call all reps to give their credit card over the phone and how things change. I learned a ton at Apple on marketing uh, online sales um, a lot. And then after a few things, I was the CMO of a uh, security, internet security uh, company. Uh, so uh, hacking, phishing, uh, pen testing. Uh, and I learned a lot on the psychology of uh, people on the internet. Um, and a lot of what I use today in growth marketing comes from those years. I was an entrepreneur for about two years, and I worked for the past five years uh, in B2B SaaS companies, uh, mention, segment, and now Drift. Got it. Love it, man. So yeah, I mean, you decided to come over to Drift. Why? What is the, I guess, I guess you can explain a little bit. Um, I, I gave a little background, but first of all, what is Drift kind of in your own words? Yeah, well, for me, the mission of Drift is to help companies have more relevant conversations with the prospective customers. That's the whole point because like, we, our target market is the people who uh, feed the top of funnel, feed the, the sales. You know? uh, in most companies that do like B2B uh, or like large purchases, there's a, there's, like, there's a sales team. That sales team needs leads to uh, survive, you know, um, and a, a pretty large number. And so that can be like the demand generation person, can be the growth person. Like I was a customer of Drift uh, at Segment when I was uh, head of growth at Segment. Uh, and so anyone that feeds the web is on market. And these people, they have 
mostly two strategies. It's either very high quality, very high accuracy, high conversion rates, costly, it works well, or the opposite, pretty low quality, mass volume, and just like a game of numbers. And the market, honestly, mostly is on the game of numbers, on the mass, right? So you're going to hire a ton of BDRs, business development reps, you're going to do a lot of outbound emails, outbound calls, super low quality, conversion rates going to be very low. You're going to create a bad experience for your target market and for your reps, but you're going to survive, right? And I think, and Drift thinks, that that's wrong because you're hurting your brand, you're hurting your target market. You're doing what we call a, a scorch earth strategy, right? Sure, by doing cold emails, like bad cold emails, bad cold calls, you do 100. I mean, sure, you're going to get like one or two meetings, you know, close some of them, right? But you've, you've actually annoyed a ton of people. You've annoyed 98, 99 uh, potential customers who had the right uh, demographics, demographics had the right fit, were great companies. And you've, you've just showed them your worst side. Uh, and that's what we want to change. Our mission is to change that and make sure that you are able to contact uh, the right companies at the right time with the right message, super high conversion rates, give a great experience on both sides. That That's our mission. Got it. Cool. So, you know, Drift, I mean, there are some, there's there's other competitors in the space. So you guys are, you know, uh, th- what I'm understanding is, and kind of what I do, on which, which is why I use Drift, is because you guys have these uh, playbooks and sequences that allow you to kind of, you know, tailor the, the right messaging to the right people at the right time. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of, of, of the market, uh, uh, people know Drift uh, where we started, which is like the live chat. Um, and yes, we have some competition there, uh, but most of the competition we have in live chat uh, mostly is south of the sign-up, like after the sign-up, right? And and it's more like support tools. Uh, if you look at tools that help you generate more demand from your site, uh, and that's critical because your site is where there's intent, you know, is where people, they come to your site. I mean, I do B2B. Most of our customers do B2B, and most of, I think, the listeners here are like on sites which are b2b kind of right yep, and, yep. and and the thing is your traffic comes to your site because they've got a pain that needs solving because they've got a problem they think maybe your product can answer it you're not reddit you're not facebook people don't come to your site just because they've got two hours to waste right that's not how it works right they're going to stay on your site like for 30 seconds maybe less right and so if you think of, in terms of like how do we uh, capture that intent you know, how to make sure that the within that traffic, the right people, we capture the maximum. There's not that many companies that help you do that. And we're one of them. And we're probably the best one uh, to help you do that. And so, yes, we started on the live chat as a way to help you convert more of that high quality traffic that's coming on your website, capturing it with playbooks, with automation, with uh, being able to choose the right message uh, for each company. And now we're venturing into email um, to do the same thing, helping the sales rep be more efficient through higher quality, not through more volume. That, that's that's really the, the game. Got it. And you know how I, I think one of the, the, the big things uh, where I remember reading about you is, you know, you had this crazy uh, case study where you, let's just talk about this workflow you built that unlocked, quote unquote, extraordinary growth for segment. Can you speak to that? Yeah, so there's a, there's a, there's a few... Uh, I'd say frameworks that have built like that. There's, I think there's two uh, which I can I can speak to it, and both I think are, are relevant for the discussion. Um, both actually hinge on the same thing, which is the ability to reveal 
the company that a visitor works for uh, based on the IP address. And so I use a, uh, a third-party provider called Clearbit and their API called Reveal, um, good name, which when you hit that API with an IP address, it returns the domain of the company and the company attributes. And so basically, you know, uh, that a visitor comes from um, abc.com or whatever a company can be, right? Um, and that tells you a lot because then you can use our scoring models, our predictive scoring models, based on all of those attributes on the company size, on the revenue they have, the number of employees, the, the market, the technology, to say whether they're a good fit for your product, for your business or not. Um, and based on that, we did two things. The first thing is the visitors from the highest score companies who are uh, leaving our site without interacting with us, without uh, signing up or doing a demo request, um, we would retarget them by email. And that's unlocked a ton of growth because they are the right people because the lead score we use that's uh, built by Mad Kudu. Um, and they have the right intent because they came to your site. So, I, I mean, that's something, right? It's just not, it's not cold email. Um, and we have on those emails, we have 15 to 20% response rates, which is insane. Wow. Um, and then we thought, hey, that's good, you know, to retarget them by email, but it's not the best experience ever because they still have to come to your site and then leave the site and then get an email. Why not interact with them while the intent is at its peak, while they're on the site? And so when I was at Segment, I was a customer of Drift, and I uh, was a customer, and the purpose was to hack Drift so that we could compute the IP to domain, compute the score, and then ping Drift within a few seconds to force the display of a live chat and, hey, um, abc.com, we know that you have the right fit. We should talk, you know, very direct, very honest. And that was insane because people mean, well, what do you mean to have the right score and how do you know it for ABC? And that's just the icebreaker. That's the icebreaker that enables us to create the conversation right there. So you, you tell them you tell them the uh, you tell them their lead score. So it's abc.com. Your lead score is one fifty. Is, is that what you do? We're, we tell them it's very good. We just <laughs> use that great from like low, medium, good, and very good. And and basically what we do is is we uh, we just target the people who are good and very good. You got to see the score from Mad Crudo, the company that provides the lead score for us. They're able to predict within twenty percent of our traffic um, the. Um, visitors, the companies that will generate about 80% of all our revenue one month from now, all right? So it's, it's very predictive. So engaging those people is critical. And the reason why it's critical is that your website is, it's your one size fits all, right? You can have large companies, small companies, high fit, low fit, high intent, low intent, coming to the same website, which has the same message. And well, the one size fits all can only fit so many, all right? And if you have abc.com, if you have delta.com, delta is a great example. You know, delta, um, more than 100,000 employees, 10,000 people in their IT department, they come to drip.com, they're going to see the public pricing, which goes from like $99 to like uh, $400, $500, right? And they're going to think, okay, this is like a mid-market solution. It's not for us. Right. Right? And they're going to leave. Now I just lost a huge enterprise deal. What if I could interact with them before they got there and say, hey, yes, we also have an enterprise offering. We can talk about it. We'll, we will white glove your onboarding. We'll take care of you from there. Don't go on the product. What I discovered is that we started also doing changes on the website 
to prevent those large deals from going in the product because their experience is not going to be good. It won't. I mean, in my case, like that segment of Adrift, these are SaaS products that require a JavaScript to be installed on your site, right? That's how it works. Um, do you think that the, 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 the person that comes from Delta is going to install the JavaScript? Nope. You know? oh, of course not. Of course not. They've got like a lot of security review to go through, which means they go in the product, they won't be able to do anything, nothing, right? They can't even connect their email because they don't use Gmail. So they can't do anything, which means that if you let them go in the product, you are failing on their user experience, which means you've got to stop them before. And then you've got to hand them over to uh, a very good sales rep who's going to build a presentation and explain to them uh, the features without needing to go in the product. And that, I have seen, improves conversion rates and, of course, the average customer value by a lot. Prevent the high score, high market companies to go in your product. Got it. So you talked about the conversion rates going up and the, 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 I guess the customer lifetime value going up. Can you kind of talk about like, you know, what percent you see them uh, increasing by just so the audience gets an idea? Sure, sure. So um, preventing the people from seeing the pricing, which is one of the things we did, we actually created a variation. Um, we use a tool called Intelimize, uh, which does uh, website optimization based on the data I talked about uh, before. Um, and one of the variations was hiding the pricing page for large uh, customers, large prospective mm. customers, large enterprise, uh, that doubled the um, contact uh, capture rate or, or rate of capturing the, the email um, from about 2%, 2% to 4%, um, which is huge uh, in that case. Um, and I mean, it has enormous impacts in terms of revenue. Got it. Okay. So here are, I guess this is the, the, the stack we're talking about, about right now. So we have Drift, we have Mad Kudu, and then uh, you talked about Intelimize. Is that the one? Yeah, exactly. I talked about Clearbit. So usually Clearbit sits at the top and tells you who's going to your site. Mm -hmm. Then you have Mad Kudu, who tells you whether that company uh, is a company you should sell to or not, whether you have a high likelihood of, of uh, closing them. Uh, then you have, so that's right for the detection. Then you have the brain, which is Mad Kudu. Then you have tools that are action tools like Drift is an action tool to pop up a chat or send an email. Uh, you have Intelmize to change stuff on your website. You know, Got it. That's, that's how I think of, of my stack. I collect data first. I collect the intent data. I process that intent data. And then I decide or the AI decides what's, what happens. And Clipit is just one of the intent data uh, sources. There's not others. Like um, I've talked uh, uh, in, in, on, on Twitter in the past uh, months how I'm now able to collect the data from G2 Crowd, which is a SaaS review website. Um, and I buy the IP traffic to know which companies are looking at reading reviews of my competitors. And I add them to uh, my email flow. So now I know outside of my website who's doing what. You know? So that's also very good intent. I buy data from Bomboa also um, so that I know which companies are reading about the mention topics. And so I have intent on like who's reading what. Uh, I buy data from Datanize to know uh, yep. who's installing the scripts of my competitors, who's removing the scripts of my competitors. You know, if uh, a company that has a high fit has installed a, a competitor's tool 10 months ago, well, I know there's a renewal in two months, which is a great opportunity for me and my team to go after them, you know, because the timing is right. 
There was no point in trying to do that six months ago because they just signed. You know, they're not going to switch. But now, if they renew all this in two months, we probably got a chance. Right. I'm really interested in the methodology of, about how you're kind of piecing all this together because, you know, Mad Kudu, uh, you know, some of these other tools I haven't heard about before. So how are you discovering all these these nifty tools? I think all of us, we all receive a lot. We see a lot of stuff. I think the difference is that I usually try them. I'm, I play fair game. And so a lot of those small startups, uh, they know that if they come to me, uh, I'll give them an hour to, to test the data and try that tool. You know, I'll give them feedback. And so, but I test random stuff, you know, like I'm now a customer of a company called Predict Leads that's in Eastern Europe and that uh, scrapes uh, job boards to tell you which companies are hiring what kind of role, which means I have a data source on companies that are hiring demand gen people, right? Head of demand gen, which is a great signal. Mm-hmm. But it means you got to be open to some people from Estonia telling you that they've got a good data source on that. You know, they got to like dive into it. And like, that's just what I do. I spend time doing that. I spend time evaluating. I work with a company called Monkey Learn. Um, they're on Uruguay and they do uh, machine learning to um, apply to the response emails. So that I know if the response from my prospective customer is positive or not. So I think, I think it's creating a brand, a personal brand that is open to testing those small companies and and we'll, and I, I always say that if it works, uh, I'll be public about it. So I give back, and that's my way of giving back. You know? I love it. Okay. Well, this stack, I mean, that you built around a uh, segment. So we've got Clearbit, Drift, uh, Mad Kudu, and whatever else. I mean, how much does that end up costing if somebody's listening to this and like, I want to get started? Yeah, that's a great question. It, it does cost a lot of money. Uh, however, let's look at it that way. When I was at Segment, so when I left Segment, uh, at the end, the stack was about $200,000 per, per year total. However, the revenue was in the $4 million, about 20 times, which means if you count in like work days, you know, about 20 work days in a month, it means I was, I was more or less paying back the entire stack the first day of every month. Wow. So think of it that way, you know? So like, if, if you look, if, if you know about the metrics um, on like demand gen, Usually for like venture-backed startup, um, for every uh, $1 invested, you're going to get between 0.8 and $1.2 back. So that's usually what you do with like, um, you know, most demand gen channels. In my case, I have about $20 back. So is it expensive? Yes. However, you got to see that that cost is... Um, it's independent from the volume. That's that's the great thing is that it's it's marginal cost afterwards. After you you just buy the access to the tool. Um, for example, I buy all the traffic from G2 Crowd, right? So I've got a yearly deal with them. Is it expensive? Sure, but I'm not paying for traffic like you would on AdWords, and I'm not competing with other people, so the price doesn't go up. Which means that it's up to me to maximize the revenue of that channel. You know. And the car and the cost is fixed at the at the, at the beginning of the contract, um, yep. which means I can drive the cost. G two Crowd is a good example where I can get high quality uh, lead companies that I know are visiting like five, six, seven pages. I know there's like eight people from the same company visiting seven different pages or eight, ten different pages. You know, within a short period of time, great intent, great company. And that's when I look at the volume I get over the year, the cost that's going to cost me like one or two dollars. You know. And if you look at a company like I am doing P2B SaaS, most of us are doing P2B SaaS, 
Um, if you're someone from B2B SaaS, it means your average customer value is going to be in like the in the couple hundreds um, of monthly revenue. Uh, if your lead is like one of yours, like you're going to be in the green. You're going to be positive for sure. That's incredible. So you, you you talked about I guess at the enterprise level, let's say your delta, you know, uh, two to four uh, percent is is kind of what you sell, so a hundred percent increase, right? So yeah, I, I'm guessing for like a segment like a B two B SaaS company, you know, when you set this workflow up, how many I guess qualified appointments or I guess you know leads or whatever, uh, how did that shoot up? Because I mean, I, there's a lot of B two B SaaS companies here. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a lot of examples. If you look at all of what the growth team was doing in terms of like all of that stack and creating opportunities from that stack, uh, that represented in, in the end um, about 30% of segments um, new opportunities uh, every month and about 50% of the growth in opportunities month over month. Wow. Okay. So it's significant. So we're talking segment is about like 200 people now and there's like in the 50 sales reps, salespeople. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it, to be able to say, I, we generate 50% of the growth in opportunities Every month is like pretty significant. Got it. Yeah, Drift is huge, I, and I guess uh, you know there's also some services people that listen to this. So you know, I, I have the thing where uh, I've tried Drift on our SaaS product, and then we, uh, you know, I also have a there's a marketing agency, right? So on the services side, and we use sure. Drift on there. So the the dilemma, or I guess the problem I have right now is you know the site gets about seventy thousand visits a month or so. Wow, congrats. Um, but you know, I think it's decent for an agency. Thanks, yeah. thank you certainly. But uh, what's going on right now is we have a lot of conversations happening, but you know, not many appointments are being booked. And at the same time, we have Clearbit and Rich, and I'm looking at the leads right now: uh, Audi, Mercedes, you know, Ernst and Young, and all these. Yeah. Um, and are you not talking about them? It seems like nothing is. You know, we have drift, but something is just it's not working. Yeah. We have all these unqualified yeah. conversations. Correct. And so what you need to do is you need to so uh, you and the people who are listening to to, to this. Reach out to me, and you're going to ask for uh, the private access to the MadKudu integration. Mm. MadKudu is an integration on Drift. Right now, it's in private mode. All right, it's, it's not public. Um, but you can ask me, and I'll give you access. And that's going to enable you to create playbooks specifically for those companies. Mm. You know, And playbooks that convert more because you can, you can change the context. I'll give you an example of how we did that in the past and how we do it now in Drift is... If Audi and Mercedes uh, comes to your site, you're going to be able to inject in the playbook, in the message, the, their industry information. They're in the car industry, in the auto industry. And if you have a customer in there, which is what I did in the past, you can name that customer and say, hey, we can help Audi um, optimize you know, its buying uh, flow, whatever you service you do. You know, we've helped companies like, I don't know if you're, if Tesla is a customer of yours, <laughs> that'd be nice. Uh, we've helped Tesla, you know, and that's what I've done. And why is that important? Because it creates relevance because immediately your message is like, holy moly, you know, they, they, they have one of my largest competitors or like a, a brand I recognize. It means that that other brand is thing. I should pay attention. That's all you need. That's all you need, you know, and I've injected like relevant companies. I've injected uh, technologies I know they use. Uh, so, for example, at Segment, um, we would pull data from Datanize directly into the chat and say, hey, we see that you're using this technology. This is supported by Segment. You know? So making the message relevant on the spot um, by injecting that dynamic data in the message makes that conversion rate 
double or triple. Got it. I love it. So if somebody visits my site, let's say they're using like Marketo or HubSpot, it's like, hey, you know, we, we notice you're using Marketo. You know, we can help you build a marketing funnel or something like yeah. that. Yada, yada, yada. Exactly. And and can say, and because you know the industry, you can say, we've helped companies like name of a company mm-hmm. optimize their market of flow. Do you want to do the same? And then, then what they see, they see the tool they use and they see a, a competitor or a company they know in their market. You have two points of relevance, right? It's insane. Yeah, that's incredible. So, so, I mean, what we have right now, just so if people know, I mean, there's a lot of different options. You know, we have different playbooks set up, but we use the uh, account-based marketing feature on Drift. So we just yeah. loaded in all these companies we want to work with. And it is working even with this current feature, Where, but the, the thing is we have to put in like 5,000 companies or, you know, a couple thousand. Yeah, and this approach, which I'm, I'm, I'm offering is the opposite approach, mm-hmm. is you don't need to upload a list. You just apply MadKudu, which will then work for any Sounds way better. Company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way better. I, see, this is why you guys have to got to listen to this podcast because uh, you get you get these new features um, and integrations. Listen to the podcast. Yep. Uh, cool, man. Well, I guess how about for the people that are probably wondering right now? It's like, man, this stuff all sounds good, you know, but I just I don't have the chops or the time to implement this. Does Drift have or know any consultants that can do it for them? Yeah, yeah. Reach out to us. Uh, we can help you. I think. I think the game is you choose one strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the stack they have built took me years to build. Um, of course, if you try to replicate it all in next month, it's, it's going to be impossible, right? right? You choose one strategy um, that is most likely to work, and, and you apply it. Right. And, okay. and, then you, and then you move on. Makes sense. So, you know, it's, it's not often that I get really, really cool, great marketers on the podcast. So what else is kind of exciting you in the marketing space right now? What kind of tools? I mean, I'm sure you're a tools guy. Yeah. What else are you excited about, I guess? Yeah, so... What we've talked about is the ability to understand who's coming to your site, um, who's doing what on the internet, so measuring all of that intent, and then doing some action. But right now, it's very much rule-based. You can say, if this happens, then do a chat. Or if that happens, send an email, right? And we're reaching the limits of that. There's just too many conditions. Um, The market is moving, interestingly, into AI, to try and predict what the next best action is and say, well, based on all of that intent, so people read about your competitor on G2 Crowd, then they come to your site, then they click on an ad, um, and you know the you know the fit, you know the likelihood to close, two things are happening. One, we're actually moving closer to being able to move from the fit to predicting the actual value in dollars. So now you know that that, that company, when you apply the uh, close rate, probability, and how much they're going to close at, you know how much you are ready to invest. Like my boss at Drift tells me you can invest 30% of that value, so I know how much you can invest. And two, based on that, you can say, well, what, are you gonna, what am I going to do now? Is email the best course? If I'm allowed to invest like 100 bucks, 200 bucks, is email my best first strategy? Probably not. Probably I should do some ads and a gift. Probably I should send a handwritten letter. And all of those things exist through APIs, just need to connect them. And as I said, you can't build all those connections. And so a lot of people, including us, are working, are thinking about building an AI that looks at that uh, value per lead and looks at the cost of each action and chooses the best path to optimize, um, to optimize the return investment, uh, the yield you know, in dollars. Wow. Um, and so I'm building the connections. So right now what I'm, I'm working on building the connections. So I'm working with a company called Sendozo, uh, with whom I have built a campaign that sends coffees, hot drinks automatically to the HQ address to the person that's chatting with us on Drift. I've 
work for companies called Letter, letter Friends that sends handwritten letters. There's workers who do send handwritten letters and send it by the post for $5 a pop. Um, and I have another team that's working on the machine learning AI part to connect those and decide, having an AI that decides what the best investment is to optimize conversion. So that's the market in probably two years from now. It's removing us as marketers from that, making the flow from the, the rule-based uh, and just actually creating the partnerships, buying the stuff, and then the AI will decide, and doing the message. So I probably, like, if I put that on the calendar, two years from now, we have an AI that decides what the next best action is. And four years from now, we have an AI that actually writes the message. Wow, I love it. I mean, so I, I basically need to have you on this podcast maybe every half year or so just to see what the heck Let's the, do it. The, the, the new stuff's going on. How, how much progress we're making towards that goal? Towards what goal? Well, towards the goal of automating, removing us. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I love yes. to remove myself. You know, yes. if I could, uh, if I could remove myself from my job, I think it would be fantastic. That would be an achievement. <laughs> I think if you remove yourself, then you're doing your job right. I think. Yeah. 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 Cool, man. But, uh, tell my boss that I, I, I stay off my check. <laughs> <laughs> this is great, man. So, a couple more questions as we wrap, work towards wrapping up. I mean, what's one must-read book you'd recommend to everyone? Could be anything. Yeah. Um, Influence by Chardini. Uh, Robert Chardini, Influence is probably my, my go-to book to understand psychology. A lot of what we said about the relevant message, injecting that personalization, uh, is explained in very good ways in uh, Chardini's book called Influence. Yep, love it. Great marketer's book. Of course, a marketer would recommend it. Uh, okay, well, how about in terms of, because it, I know a guy like you is really into to learning. I mean, what kind of podcasts or blogs do you tune into on a daily or kind of even weekly basis? Yeah, so um, we have a podcast called Seeking Wisdom, uh, which is not, uh, we don't talk about drift. We just invite uh, people to uh, talk about their growth stories, their learnings, uh, and, and it, it's a really good one. Um, and the other podcast I like is the one from uh, my friends at uh, Saster. Uh, Saster podcast is, is uh, really good also. Um, and I'm pretty active on the growthhackers.com community. Uh, reading and writing from stuff there. Got it. Love it, man. So, G, this has been great. What's the best way for people to find you online? Uh, probably Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, so, Guillaume Caban, G-U-I-L-L-A-U-M-E, uh, and my last name, Caban, C-A-B-A-N-E, Charlie Alpha Bravo Alpha Natalie Echo. Awesome. Guillaume, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, my pleasure. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week, and remember to take action and continue growing.